2: This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club,
0: check out robotsradio.net.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who is shook over the abs. I had to get that out up front. I saw the tarot card and I was like, um, hi daddy.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I'm Bravada, the girl who cares absolutely nothing for abs, but I do love a good m'lady.
1: Mmm. Yeah, that one, too. That hit, too. I mean, we all know at this point I am a sucker for a pet name. Yes, <sighs> me too, apparently. <laughs> now, if you're new here, welcome to the beautiful chaos. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis
0: and doesn't shy away from
1: exploring the fun of fucking
0: Or from the deep emotional connections built between two or more characters using specific in-game dialogue. So if you want to stay spoiler-free, then this is not the podcast for you.
1: So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thanks for the spoiler alert, N7. And just like with all of our previous episodes, we'll assume that you have some background knowledge of the game and character in question. But we'll be providing context for those of you who may be unfamiliar.
0: Today we are still in Thetis, under the threat of demons pouring in from the rip in the veil. Our hand has this big magical wound called the anchor, and our options for lovers remain ever appealing. If you are drawn to the quiet kindness and somewhat awkwardness of a grey warden mountain man, you're in luck. Tonight we are talking all about Blackwall from Dragon Age Inquisition. The Inquisition needs all the support it can get. But what can one Grey Warden do?
2: Save the fucking world if pressed.
1: Okay, so here's a little fun fact right off the bat. That is the first fuck of Dragon Age. Congratulations, Blockwall. Clap, clap, clap. It's your favorite. It's a fuck. (laughs) Okay, so let's just get this out of the way. Blackwall is not who he says he is. I'm sure that you know that by now, and if you don't, well, this game is almost 10 years old and you were just warned about spoilers. Okay. But as far as who Blackwall is, or was, nothing is quite known about him. The Grey Warden, prior to him undergoing the joining and becoming a Grey Warden, we don't know much. He joined from the city of Cumberland, a port city in Navarra, right on the Free March's doorstep. As a warden, Blackall was a close friend to then-warden constable Elise Fontaine, becoming the warden constable himself when she became commander of the Grey in Orlais in 928 Dragon, two years before the fifth blight. He was stationed in Valchevin in Orlais, and later helped during the Fifth Blight, as all wardens must do.
0: Allegedly. <laughs> he won an award for valor, saving seven wardens in a Deep Road's tunnel collapse at some point, and in 936 Dragon, he journeyed to Motsimard to help select the new commander of the Grey Ward, or Commander of the Grey, after Warden Commander Fontaine went to her calling. She wasn't like at her calling yet. It was just a plan for when that happens because it's kind of inevitable. During his journey back to Valchevant, he recruited a man named Tom Renier to join the wardens. I love all this French relais stuff. Guess who that is? Guess who Tom Renier is? Hmm. It's who we come to know as Blackwell. Keep in mind that while we know the Blackwell in game is actually Tom, your Inquisitor and other party members do not know until much later on. This is very important to keep in mind for the romance, too.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that it was him until it came out. Like, it was a pretty good, well kept secret in game. Tom was actually from Markham. And my witcher brain wants to pronounce that Makahem, but that's not right. (laughs) A city in the free marches. And while he got a windfall from winning the grand tourney in his youth, he squandered it, suffering from hubris the way that many young, able-bodied men do, and eventually took up mercenary work. He had some close calls with death, and eventually he enlisted in the Orlesian Imperial Army. He grew in skill and strategy and became a well-respected captain. His men were devoted to Tom, and while it seemed on the surface that he was primarily concerned with the well-being of the men and women under his command, he actually was more focused on his own advancement and profit.
0: Of course Orlay was going to do what Orlay does best and ruthlessly politic so an ally of Grand Duke Gaspard hired Tom to attack one of Empress Selens allies this is definitely some under the table work for a captain in the Orlesian army his soldiers were told they were on an important mission that was essential to the security of their country and that they just needed to eliminate everyone at the mission site You know, just kill everybody, no questions asked. His men believed they were wiping out a dangerous arist. Oh my gosh, cannot talk. I've already had one glass of wine. This is the bane of my existence. I shouldn't have done that. Anyway, so his men believed they were wiping out a dangerous aristocratic bloodline. Oh my god, my cat's meowing now too. That supposedly threatened their country, but Tom knew that they were just innocent civilians, casualties of a chevalier's scheme to sidle close to Gaspard. The whole Game of Thrones bit, you win or you die. That's how it is in Orlais. But that only happens, that only applies to the players. The bystanders aren't playing, but they always pay the highest price. The attack took place in the spring of 935,
1: and the family was traveling to their summer home on Lake Celestine when Tom and his men attacked. They slaughtered everyone including the lord's wife and young children. Tom could have called off the attack, but he chose to save face rather than be disgraced in the eyes of his men. When word of the massacre reached Gaspard, he condemned their actions. The chevalier and the ally to Gaspard who ordered the attack unalived himself, and Tom ran. Tom's men were left behind to face the consequences. Many were arrested and sentenced to death. In 936, he met Warden Blackwall. And, desperate to redeem himself, he took up his offered opportunity to join the Grey Wardens with no hesitation. On
0: their way back to Valship, Wow, how do you say this stuff? <laughs> On their way back to Val Shiva, they stopped by a deep road's entrance to gather some Darkspawn blood for Tom's joining. Oh, did you guys forget that they had to choke down some rotten Darkspawn blood in the joining? Good, good, let the taint flow through you, that whole thing. Anyway, that didn't quite happen the way Blackwell hoped, and they were ambushed by Darkspawn. I don't know how that happens to a Grey Warden, the whole point of the joining is to be able to sense darkspawn the way sting senses orcs and lord of the rings except with less gentle blue glow and more terminal cancer that takes years to kill you and the whole attack is weird to me blackwall like the guy trained to kill darkspawn is killed by darkspawn but tom survives like just little orlesian army dude which to me seems stupid that a warden wouldn't expect darkspawn when looking for darkspawn blood in the deep roads but I digress. I don't know. That's okay. Blackwall was killed. And like a cockroach, Tom managed to survive again.
1: Yay. So Tom saw an opportunity. He clung to the ideals of the wardens as his chance at redemption, but being the dude on the run that he was at the time, he feared that the wardens would assume that he had killed Blackwall. So he assumed Blackwall's identity instead. Logical. Who knows what would have happened in the five years between 936 and 941 when he resurfaced in Ferelden. If we take him at his word, he was wandering around recruiting people to the wardens to honor the real Blackwall's memory. That is actually what he's doing when we first meet him in Inquisition to recruit him. Now He seems to be the only warden left right now. For reasons unknown to our character, but we know it because he actually isn't a warden and therefore not able to be controlled by Corypheus. But for this episode, we are romancing him, so we will be willfully ignorant to any and all red flags about his identity. We will also be using she-her pronouns for our inky tonight as Blackwall is straight. We can first flirt with him in Haven and apologies for the blacksmithing sounds that you're going to hear in the background of this clip he just really likes to be hanging around the blacksmith
2: you're oddly charming for a man I found wandering the forest I always thought myself more odd than charming but I'll take a compliment from a lady they're hard to come by these days
1: I also find your modesty endearing
2: and the praise keeps coming so, is there something large and heavy you need moved?
1: That would be a waste of your particular talents.
2: Oh, really? You're much better suited to standing in front of dragons while they try to eat you. I have to say, my lady, you're unlike any woman I've ever met. I'm flattered you'd spend any time with me. I enjoy your company.
0: Oh, <laughs> So cute. If I forget about all the lying, I think his slightly awkward and modest flirting is really endearing, like what the Inquisitor said. As someone who accidentally romanced him once, and then I reloaded a save 16 game hours back to avoid it, I do think he attaches himself quite quickly to the first sign of interest, though. Um, five seconds in, I'm already unlike any woman you've ever met. If I was young and stupid, I would be flattered, but I'm not. This line works for the Inquisitor, though. And I guess I can roleplay a character who jumps in eyes shut. I did romance solace after all. (laughs) In any case, the desperate air around Blackwell comes from his absolutely abysmal self-worth. He is his own worst enemy, a self-fulfilling prophecy. He views himself as nothing but an opportunistic coward, too lowly in station to ever deserve the attention from the Inquisitor but he hasn't given up on himself completely and that is why there is some chance for genuine love here Why did you join the Wardens?
2: Because they remember honor and sacrifice words that have little meaning to the rest of us because they lay down their lives for those they have sworn to protect we all need to believe there are such men in the world needed to believe i could be one of them
1: if you haven't guessed this is a story about redemption or it could be as the inquisitor you have the power to dictate how certain things in the game play out like how to solve this problem using cullen josephine or leliana but you also control stories While the main character usually has an inordinate amount of control over the character developments and progression, or lack thereof, of their companions, Blackwell's story arc is essentially at the mercy of player choice. He starts out a knight-errant, wandering the wilderness, seeking forgiveness for a crime not attributed to the name Blackwell, to the man he is living as now. And it's hard to be absolved of a sin that you won't own up to.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Despite feeling like he's the world's worst person ever, he doesn't act like it at all. Obviously, we have the benefit of omniscience and player power, but our Inky doesn't. All she sees is a man who not only constantly talks about honor and sacrifice, how a warden's duty is to protect the innocent, but she sees him act this way too. His first tarot card depicts a heavily armored yet faceless Blackwall standing firmly behind a large shield emblazoned with the logo of the Inquisition. This card represents justice in the Major Arcana. But before we talk about justice, I just wanted to talk about the design of the card. It's heavily foreshadowing Blackwall isn't who he says he is. He doesn't have any facial features beyond his beard, because he isn't Blackwall, he's Tom Renier. And as a supposed Grey Warden, you would expect his shield to have the Grey Warden's heraldry on it, that of the griffin. But it's the eye, sword, and magical sun-looking bits of the Inquisition. So it looks like he's hiding behind the Inquisition, standing behind the shield of it literally in his card which goes back to when you first recruit him. You were there just to ask him where the other wardens went, and then he offers his services in return. He seemed very quick to do that, and it's because he's hiding still after all these years from the ghosts of his past.
1: So my ears totally perked up at the mention of justice, but then I realized it wasn't my justice. So The sad second offense. I said it, I knew you were going to be like, Justice? <laughs> right? My love? now as for what justice represents it's a little bit self-explanatory but when it's right side up it speaks of equality and fair decisions it is ruled by libra and relates to having a clear conscience and weighing choices and decisions when it is reversed it represents prejudice and unreasonable or unfair decisions, warning that you should pay attention to what people say because they may or may not be completely forthright. Justice is something that plays into the game's mechanics for Blackwall as well. You earn his approval by helping and protecting others and by allying with, or simply speaking fondly, of the Grey Wardens. He also has the champion specialization, which focuses on protecting and defending allies above all else. After the Battle of Haven, some of his survivor's guilt will come out, and he will lament the loss of the innocents there. It's also the conversation where you soft lock the romance with him. But don't get your hopes up if you think that he'll be all for it once you are ready for it to get real
2: we lost good soldiers that day loyal men and women and when he came after you he really made it personal i swear i'll take that twisted bastard down even if i have to die to do it i'm not losing anyone to Corypheus especially not you you can't afford to think i'm special i'm a soldier no different than any soldier lost to haven I am fond of you, it's true, but we can't let this go any further. This, whatever you want this to be, is impossible. Why is it impossible? I know you have feelings for me. My lady, don't. You're the Inquisitor, the Herald of Andraste. Even now, there are people flocking to your banner ready to serve, to die. We must remain focused on the task at hand.
1: Why make it about them, or the war? It doesn't have to be.
2: I wish it were simple. Believe me, I do, but it's not. We're both bound by duty. Our lives aren't ours to live. Don't make this harder than it has to be.
0: Mm. Bound by duty. Mm -mm -mm. I love me a forbidden romance. (laughs) So there is an aspect to this romance that I really, really like. I just hinted at it. This whole knight and lady love trope. Is played straight. He literally calls you my lady. Oh, it feels forbidden, even though it isn't exactly. But that hesitation and that gentle back and forth of romantic tension is very, very nice. I love courtly love, glances shared across a room. That Jane Austen slow burn, where the brush of a hand is absolutely erotic because it would be improper to intentionally touch. Of course. It's reflected in how this scene is blocked as well. The more emotional and vulnerable Blackwell gets about really not wanting to say no, but they're both bound by duty so they cannot love, the farther away he gets from the Inquisitor. Inquisitor, wow. Like, by the end of the scene, they are almost too far away, looking like they're 15 feet apart on the ramparts and needing to shout at each other to be heard.
1: There is another trope used for Blackwall that is summed up by saying, I can't believe a guy like you would notice me. This is a gender-flipped example, as many times it is a female character who is shocked at the romantic attention thrown her way. While he started out a bit flustered and surprised at the flirting, here he is trying to convince you that he is not worthy. And you are so far above him, it would simply be impossible. Poor Blackwall, he has such a low opinion of himself, but our Inquisitor will not be dissuaded by a self-deprecating man. Some people might say, I can fix him! And while that isn't always the case, there are those characters where it is less fixing and more allowing space to heal but with blackwall it's definitely fixing but it's not hopeless you can actually fix him just not yet we have to get through a little bit more first but you can fix him you have to tempt him i knew you couldn't stay away
2: Ah, no, I couldn't. If only you knew how confounding you are. How impossibly infuriating. I wanted to thank you for accompanying me to that ruin. I wanted to... I just had to see you. No, this is wrong. I I shouldn't even be here. It doesn't feel wrong. I want to give in. Maker make knows how much I wish I could. I'm not what you want. I could never be what you deserve. You're wrong. You're a good man. Am I? I see it. There's nothing I can offer you. You'd have no life with me. But I... I need you to end this. Because I can't. You go. We'll regret this, my lady. Do you regret that?
1: Guys, I get multiple scenes to break down in one romance. The first time with a new partner, it's always frantic, isn't it? Hands exploring the need to put your bodies together. I felt that in this scene for sure. Especially in the way that Inky throws her head back while leaning against the banister as he is slowly kissing down your neck. Oh, oh, they had a very fun night.
0: See, it fades to black, so you can headcanon it all you want. But I didn't assume they had sex here. I just assumed it was heavy smooching, but that fade to black leaves it nice and ambiguous. I guess you could assume whatever you want. But before we get to the actual confirmed penetration, let's take a quick mid-break where we will listen to the sponsors of the show, hear some fun facts, and thank our lovely, lovely patrons. Oh, I totally think they fucked. (laughs) I mean, if that floats your boat. (laughs) Yeah. No. Okay. Wow. So
1: a little behind the scenes factoids here. When reading through the script, I don't read V's portion at like a very, very rarely do I ever read your lines. So that way, when you're telling me, I'm listening and actively responding and reacting to them. So me hearing this right now, I'm like, oh, they totally did. I could have broken it down further the way that he lifted up her leg in order to wrap it around him. And there's a very I kind of laughed and was like a little <laughs> shocked by the exact movement of his knees to hip ratio where he was doing an up thrusting motion.
0: Like they, pushing her legs apart? hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a good move. Everyone's going feral for it, for the free cam mod for Baldur's Skate on TikTok right now because of a certain Astarian scene. But mm. you can't see it in the game. You have to have mods installed. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I would like to think the first time where, because that's the first time they kissed and he's actually like allowing himself to entertain the idea. Yeah. So I can also, I feel like it's very tantalizing to imagine that he just left her wanting more and then was like, but we can't and left, you know. I could also see it this
1: inquisitor would totally be the one to be like, no, we're doing this.
0: I mean um, if that's who you're playing
1: as. That's true. That's true. It is very much up to interpretation. All right. But let us officially get into our mid break. Uh, mid break dance are we still continuing our winter palace waltz yeah da-da. we need the music to go along with it all right I don't Fun. know how to waltz <laughs> I know uh, I can, well I can do a box step I know how to do that I don't know how to actually officially waltz one of these days though my love we will have to learn how to tango
0: <laughs> yes
1: oh all right Blackwall is voiced by Alistair Parker, who also voiced Captain Randall Stone in The Sea of Thieves, Cleaver in The Witcher 3, and other games and TV shows that I did not necessarily recognize because they're not in my country. (laughs) Um, But he was also a dock guard on an episode of The Witcher, so that's a cool crossover from game to show. I mean, he doesn't play the same character, but he's in both
0: of them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, Britbox is just not enough for, to get all the things from the Englands. But, um, if Blackwall is not romanced, he and Josephine will actually have like a flirty relationship that doesn't go anywhere because of their difference in stations. You know, she's a noble woman and Blackwall's just, you know, Blackwall, basically a knight and a lady catching eyes across the room, handing her a rose at the tourney. Classic chivalry stuff. Love to see it. Sir Ulrich von
1: Lichtenstein. (laughs) I also love his friendship with Sarah. Our stalwart battle daddy gets in on the pranks. I love it. Oh, and we will play my personal favorite Blackwell line in the Soulless episode for reasons.
0: Um, legitimately, I had never heard that line either, so if you never had Blackwall and Soulless in your party, you probably didn't hear it either. Uh it's great. Anyway, back to Blackwall. Last fact for him. He woodworks. It's super cute. He makes a rocking griffin for the refugee children of Skyhold. And I just think that's adorable. Like, despite everything we know, he's not a bad guy and his heart's in the right place because we love man who will woodwork toys for kids.
1: And little ducks. I love woodworking.
0: (laughs) Oh, whittling ducks? Yeah. Yes. We we stand battle daddies who whittle. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. All right, Spotify listeners, we are still at 143 ratings. I very much appreciate, and I love you too, but please can we get it to 150? Nothing would make me happier than you hitting five stars on Spotify right now. Unless you're driving, don't do it while you're driving. Wait until you get into the office and then do it there. I also want to thank our amazing, amazing patrons Toasty and Apollo, Becky, Daddy Bat Knight, Mistheos and Muffin Cake, Mackenzie and Winifer. Big Love, Major Hearts, thank you all so so much for the support.
0: Thank you always and forever. Okay, Jen, are you ready to get hay in your nooks and crannies? (laughs) (gasps) Don't say it like that. But yes, yes, I am. You're
1: brooding. I am not. I like brooding.
2: I was thinking about when we went to the ruin, when we found the badge. Everything seemed clear then, like I could do anything with you at my side. Anything. That's a hard word, you know means a lot you mean a lot let's get out of here you need to know that i'm not worthy of you there's no future for us with me as a warden i'm here for you no matter what comes then for now let there be nothing else no one else just you and me
1: Soul roll in the hay. After that last line, Blackwell slowly but deftly walks you over to a haystack with furs all over it. And thank you, dearest. Hay is pokey in not nice places. This lovemaking is less frantic and more of a meeting of hearts rather than just bodies. He is so sweet, gently cradling your head as he lays you down, your legs wrapping around his waist, pulling him in. Movements begin, and I can tell this is a long, slow, sensual lovemaking night. As the camera pans up to the ruined walls of Skyhold, you can hear... The continued gasping. I found it really sweet that your romance achievement unlocked was earned, beloved, and precious. And then, bam. Your fully naked body is on display and bathed in the moonlight coming in through the stable. You wake up and realize that he is not there. But the crest is. Such a sad moment to have your titties out.
0: Honestly, um, if he were an elf, he would be my kryptonite. That's all I'm going to say. Because, like, honestly, this is so good until it's not. From a romantic aspect, it really sucks to me that our Inky wakes up alone. The only acceptable reason is if he is downstairs cooking us some eggs. But... Unfortunately, you're in the barn. And also, unfortunately, Blackwall is a mountain man, and he has the musk to match. At least he does, according to Dorian, Cole, and Vivian, and I would trust all three of them. I mean, it's not a stretch to believe the guy who lives in the barn and previously lived alone in the wilderness smells like it. But, you know, that's not really my thing. It's apparently Gale of Waterdeep's thing. not going to kink shame anyone, if that's what you like, but if it were me, I'd make Blackwell take a bath first. Also, I don't really like the hayloft aspect either. Jen mentioned it, but hay is not nice to sit on, let alone do any kind of repetitive motion on. Also, this next clip just made me giggle. So here it is. I just love Sarah and Blackwell's friendship. I just needed to have it in here.
1: I know what you did. You two in the loft.
2: Uh, how did you?
1: Just do, because I know things.
2: Could we not speak so loudly about these things that you know?
1: Too late for that. You're the one scaring horses, getting hay up your nooks. Crannies. <sighs> <laughs> it's so good. That's such a good one. Oh, uh, no, their relationship is amazing. Um, and uh, just so you know, chat, when we get to the Iron Bowl conversation, I have... So many scenes to break down. It is intense the amount of sex that those two have. I think I can think of like five off the top of my head right now. And then
0: it's it's not fair. What do you (laughs) mean? It's fair to me. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So
1: I need to do a little bit further research into Inquisition because, uh, I need to know everybody's downtime scenes. So uh, I have only played through Inquisition once and I romanced Iron Bull. When you walk up to him in between missions, you can be like, hey, I want to talk about our relationship. And then he's like, uh, and then you can initiate like a I love you line type thing. What happens is... In the Iron Bull scene, it is very, very, very much applied that you guys go off and have sex. How does that look like in the other romances? Like, do you get to kiss Cullen every time you see him? Do you get to smack Sarah's ass whenever you feel like? Does Solus touch your forehead? I mean, what,
0: what happens? No, I think you can kiss all of them. I, I mean I have to look this up but you can kiss Sarah and you can kiss Blackwall. Actually Blackwall's kiss when you walk up to him to kiss him is super super cute. Oh my god, Ollie, Shut up. Sorry. It's super cute. You like he backs you up into this pillar in the barn and you like cutely put your hands behind you and he it's it's a really cute kiss scene and then Sarah is on the roof as usual of the tavern. But um I think you can kiss everybody once you're oh. in a locked relationship. Okay.
1: Okay, good to know. So, (laughs) another unfortunate thing with Blackwall is what happens next. He leaves the party. He leaves the Inquisition. Tom Rainier is running away again. His tarot card changes once more as he runs away from the Inquisition. It depicts Blackwall on a black horse. His face turned down in defeat and covered by a helm. His body is covered in a large cloak or possibly a shroud, which would fit in very well with the meaning of this card. It is death. It is a common misconception that this card means physical death, but what it actually means is rebirth or a transition. When the card is reversed, it indicates someone who refuses to change, or perhaps a loss of friendship. Death is a change, and it must be accepted so that a spiritual rebirth can occur. So Blackwall has to let go of what's been holding him back for
0: so long.: He sure does. Uh, every time I start talking, Ollie, never stop. Sorry, he's literally right next to me now, rather than down the hallway. Um, okay, the next time we see Blackwall, it's in Val Royo, and he jumps up onto the gallows to loudly declare that he is in fact not Blackwall, but Tom Renier, criminal on the run extraordinaire, but he's done running. The romantic in me likes to headcanon that this is due to the love he has for the Inquisitor, and it's motivated him to be brave and face his past... But he'll do this in non-romance games as well, I suppose, rather than love, it's respect. Romanced or not, Blackwall has found a family, in much the same way Sarah has, and he has been inspired to be the kind of man he wants to see more of in the world. A true Grey Warden in spirit. He is whisked off to the dungeons, and the party is reeling from what they just saw. I mean, from their point of view, this is absolutely
1: wild. They had no reason to doubt that he was the man he said he was, and especially a romanced Inquisitor must feel the sting of betrayal. Hindsight is twenty-twenty, and all those times Blackwall was protesting that he didn't deserve her or they shouldn't be together suddenly have a darker meaning, and I flashed back to my romance to Anders. Now, we... Could have been mistaken as simply a duty-bound knight trying to resist the allure of forbidden love. And now looks an awful lot like Blackwall not wanting to be in a relationship built on lies. Admirable, but ultimately he did so anyways. It's pretty unethical if you ask me. But at least when confronted in the bowels of an Orlesian dungeon, he finally tells the whole truth.
2: This is what I am A murderer A traitor A monster Wouldn't you be happier thinking I was a nobleman A Grey Warden Instead of this I would have saved you the pain of learning that all you knew about me was a lie That you loved a lie There was truth to what we had And there is good in you I have to believe that (laughs) <laughs>
0: Listen, say what you will about Solus, but at least he refused to have sex with my Inquisitor because he knew he was a liar too. Don't worry, we'll talk more about Solas and Blackwall in a bit. But first, the Inquisitor who loves Blackwall. The hoops. This Inky is positively hurling herself through to make this make sense. To make her less of a willful idiot is almost annoying, like, (laughs) listening her. I mean, she has to do it. Anyone would tell this Inquisitor to dump his ass if this occurred, and they would be so right to say that. How can you ever trust him again? I'm glad he's telling the truth now. But he also kind of has to. He's literally chained up in a jail cell in the dungeons. He can't run away anymore. Now, here comes the predicament. What to do with him? Colin tells us that the Inquisition can get him released through various means, some more nefarious than others. How badly do you want this guy?
1: But V, the abs. The man (laughs) under that armor is gorgeous. And the beard. Did you see the beard? Hmm. Anyways, let's break him out of jail and bring him for judgment. This is true justice right here, right? It's justice to let the girlfriend who used precious resources during an apocalypse to pass legal judgment against her boyfriend who is convicted criminal? Yeah, that's fine. It's totally fine. So the choices before you as inquisitor are Pardon him of his crimes. Force him to serve the Inquisition against his will while keeping up the ruse that he is a Grey Warden, or send him to the Grey Wardens to actually become one. If you want to continue the romance, which we do here, we have to pardon him. And that's also what I did in my playthrough. I pardoned him. Now, obviously, making him keep his lie against his will is a shitty option. But honestly, sending him to the Grey wardens makes the most sense. But I didn't want to lose a good fighter for party combat reasons, so I kept him around.
2: No matter what I was or what becomes of me, right now, I'm just a man with his heart laid bare i leave it in your hands. I don't know where we'll end up, but I'm willing to give us a chance. I don't know how to be with you as Tom Rainier. Start with honesty. It'll be a nice change.
0: So this is cute. And from this moment, we start a new love story. One built on honesty and trust one that stems from a man given a second chance. I quite like a redemption story, if you haven't noticed. His tarot card will become that of Judgment, which is a card of transformation. It suggests a fresh start, a time to forgive and forget. If it was reversed, it could mean missed opportunities due to indecision, but in this playthrough, in this romance, he is forgiven and allowed to find out who he is. When given the chance, Blackwall is truly a man of honor. And he's also a very useful sword arm to have on your side during this time of crisis. Coripheus still has to be defeated, you know. Before we go hacking away at that abomination, let's get back into that whole soulless Blackwall thing.
1: Ah, yes. Leave it to V to work into Solus into any episode, some way or another. (laughs) Solus and Blackwall. Guilty. (laughs) Guilty as charged. I'm going to send justice after you. (laughs) So Solus and Blackwall are important characters to each other. Two sides of the same coin. Both are men covering up their pasts. And Solus, mainly through a mission... But Blackwall has constructed a whole backstory for himself. Both have committed crimes in their pasts, and although Solus has committed far more damaging and far-reaching things than Blackwall, Blackwall actually serves to paint Solus in a better light. Blackwall committed his crimes due to greed, whereas Solus acted out in a genuine desire
0: for justice, however flawed his methods were. How flawed were they? So flawed. <laughs> this makes it seem, at first, that Solus is a more moral character than Blackwall. You can quickly realize that this is not the case, though. When confronted with his crimes, Solus dismisses any guilt. Like a true radical, he believes the ends justify the means, however messy. Blackwall, on the other hand, is consumed by Guilt. He's defined by it for most of his character arc, actively punishing himself and trying to deny himself love because he doesn't feel he deserves it. While Solus will also try to push the Inquisitor away, he does it out of fear of being persuaded against the path he is on. That's how close he came to realizing he could just simply stop. But Blackwall simply thinks he is a bad man and doesn't deserve love which of course isn't true. So we've come to the final battle with Blackwell by our side, a Blackwell that is no longer running from his past and from his truth.
1: Every time I see that, I keep thinking of the Wreck-It-Ralph line. Just because we bad
0: guy doesn't mean you bad guy. (laughs) Very, very true. I love that movie. So cute.
2: But back to Blackwell. It's almost time. Are you ready? No, not at all. I already lost you once. Now I might lose you again. Corypheus can't
1: stand against us.
2: I will draw strength from your conviction. One thing's certain. I'll fight harder than any man out there. I'll fight harder than I ever have. There's always something to die for. But something worth living for. That doesn't come every day.
1: I love that line. Yes, it is chef kiss perfection because it's switched his whole, like, I'm not worthy of you. You're too good for me, to I'm going to prove that I am worthy of you. I am going to fight for you and I am going to show that I can live up to the man that I want to be for you. And the line of th- th- that last line again, uh, that doesn't come every day. Where is it? Hold on. But something, something worth living for, for.
2: That doesn't come every day.
1: Something mm-hmm. worth living for. Oh, yes. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Whatever your feelings on Blackwall's past, this is great. He has taken his new life in both hands and is not letting go. Now, of course, you defeat Corypheus. And two years later, the Trespasser DLC starts. Solus is up to his Dreadwolf shit. Depending on how you judged Blackwall, he could be an actual Grey Warden at this point. And Or be forced to the Grey Wardens because they found out about his lie. Or he is back to being Tom Rainier and has spent the last two years tracking down his old friends and apologizing in person to them as best as he can. He also may just be gone if you never bothered with his personal quest. But,
0: you know, of course we did. Yeah, I don't know how you... Miss that. <laughs> I, I don't. Do people like skip those? I always uh, do personal quests. Well, can you also just
1: like not recruit him, like never go yeah. find him?
0: Easily. If you don't get to him before the adamant thing, he just disappears. So, yeah, you can easily miss him. He is an optional side companion, which sucks because I love this story. <sighs> Um, And my favorite ending for him is when he's Tom and he's making amends. He actually goes on to be a light in the dark for other convicted criminals across Thetis after the events of the Exalted Council. So I think that route is the most full circle for him. He will still go by Blackwall as a title rather than a name, as it helps remind him of his duty. As Cole put it so eloquently, you are Blackwall. You killed Renier. You would stand between Renier and the carriage, but it doesn't work like that. So you carry the bodies to remember. I just, I love that so much. Which is exactly what you should do when racked with guilt. Maybe carry it with you, but don't let it define you. During the events of Trespasser, side note, Your companions will discover that the anchor is slowly killing you. And I wanted to have this clip in here because it's the one time you actually get to have. And I love you. Oh,
1: and just so you guys know, as a listener from a gameplay standpoint, this line is really hard to miss because it happens on a stairwell. And if you start at the top of the stairs and end at the bottom, and don't listen for all of the dialogue for whoever your romance option is, if you're allowed to bring them with you, you can miss this dialogue completely. I had to reload a save because I missed my iron bowl line, and I was like, "Damn it! I knew that this was a romance part. I wanted to play through." So when we reach the top of didn't the even stairs, know that you could get it. Didn't even know you could get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. Maybe I should have never reloaded and just romanced Blackwall. I don't know.
1: Maybe. All right. But here we go. Our last line. Leniana told us about what happened with your hand.
2: Don't tell me I'm going to lose you. Whatever happens, I wouldn't trade the years we've had together for anything. I love you. This isn't over, but I love you too.
1: hmm sweet. Oh. Okay. Final thoughts on Blackwall. I I really like him as a romance option. I don't think obviously he's not my choice, but after the research and after listening to all the dialogue and everything, he's definitely higher on the list now.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is gonna, <laughs> gonna sound extremely hypocritical, but I, I guess if there had been more romance after he comes clean about his past, I think I would have really considered doing it, um, because he has a lot of things about him that I really like, and, I, he is quite the romantic. But all of his romance scenes take place before, you know, his true identity. Like I said in the episode earlier, I know that Solus and Blackwell are the same in many ways, and both equally lied about their pasts through different means and different levels of severity. But um, I respect Solus for the fact that he chose to end things rather than string you along, whereas Blackwell was not strong enough. He fell for the temptation and... You know, it's just, it's very unethical. So I don't see like, as much as I loved the redemption part and how they were able to come together. And there's probably plenty of people in real life who have relationships where they have, my God, Ollie, sorry. I just know you, the mic picks him up so much, (laughs) but yeah, like, I just think that (sighs) my cat is distracting me. (laughs) I just think that. He, it just, it just doesn't feel like in a re, in real life, if that had happened and you actually managed to stay together, it would have been against everyone who cared about you's advice and opinion and wishes for you. Like no one in their right mind would tell you just, and the whole thing of like, let's have the, the boyfriend liar be judged by the girlfriend with all the political power. Like, it's just so unethical that for me I'm like oh I don't really like that but it's also like if you forget those things it's such a romantic story <laughs> so I mean that's I guess the point of games is it's not what you would do in real life which is why I romance Soulless because yeah he doesn't deserve excuses either I want him to redeem himself the way Blackwall can in his story I hope for that if we ever get Dreadwolf I hope for that but Blackwall's after he comes to terms and, and admits his guilt and really changes himself like that's amazing i love that
1: yeah i also agree that having the inquisitor i mean quote quote do her job of passing judgment is kind of awkward in this situation it should have been a decision of the council or i mean because there's not really a third party that you can go to in this situation unless that third party was oh wait or is the one who had him arrested. What were they going to do with him?
0: That's the other part that's icky. Is like you use your political influence and to waste precious Inquisition resources to break your boyfriend out of jail or your friend. But it seems way more insidious when he's your lover because there's an apocalypse going on, you know? Like there's a rip in the veil in the sky And she's like, hold on, I need my boyfriend to come answer for his crimes to me personally. That part is, I have a hard time getting over that. And don't worry, guys, I'm going to be like neutral and fair when it comes to Solace's episode, I swear.
1: (laughs) I will keep her in check. I promise.
0: Or at least I'll try to. All
1: right, I don't think I have any other thoughts about Blackwall. Are we ready to wrap it up for the night?
0: Oh, yeah. No, actually, that's one more thought you're a cat brought up, which I, I actually meant to say is um, Blackwell gets very upset at you for breaking him out of prison, like, because he does have an actual good sense of justice, even though he was a criminal, like one time, like one time he was a criminal, you know, like, yeah, he killed some kids. That really does suck. But he actually does have a good sense of justice, which is why he feels so guilty about that, which is why he doesn't want you breaking him out of prison. He really just wants to be punished. Yeah, he doesn't know when to stop, though. Like, he has self-flagellation on goes so far. But, yeah, I, that was my final thought. Is like, that was the Inquisitor doing her Inquisitor shit. Blackwell didn't ask to be broken out of prison or anything, so it's not a mark against him. Yeah, overall, I think it's a really good romance, though. Well done, as usual, Bioware. Um, up until now, anyway. I don't know. So conflicted. We can
1: still love the things that they have done in the past and potentially love the things that they do in the future. We're just not happy with them right now in this moment. That's true. That is all I am going to be saying about bio. Oh, no, never mind. I was like, my brain tangented when you were talking about that. Uh, And I was like, maybe Blackwall needs to spend a couple of weeks with Bull and get some of this emotional baggage taken care of. (laughs) it helps yeah
0: he's already in chains rope isn't that much of a stretch i mean you can still use the chains you don't have to switch to rope it's fine whatever floats your belt honey yeah whatever
1: tickles your whip i used to have a tickle whip (laughs) um moving on from that if you like what you're hearing please be sure to leave a review on itunes or on spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can now find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co hosty Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. And of course, in our Two Girls One Ship channel on the Robots Radio Discord. And come give us a follow on all the social medias and on patreon.com Two Girls One Ship. Our theme music was composed by the ever talented Pipeman Studios and our artwork was designed by the esteemed Let's Not. Links are in the description.
0: I'm on the Robots Radio Discord as well, and on our own Two Girls, One Ship Discord server, where we nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live streams on Twitch on Fridays at 10.30pm Eastern Time, 7.30pm Pacific Time. Our podcast episodes release on Mondays, because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. So, thanks for listening. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Yay! <laughs>
2: vault dwellers join me Jaxus sassy lady roamer eric and the creator maverick as we take topics from the fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals we can be found wherever you listen to your podcast you can follow us on youtube you can also find us on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it using at fallout rtd you can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com join us the conversation has already started